The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. Nine are we really going to start like that? <laughs> Is Daffy Duck hosting a show today? <laughs> Nine suspicious packages and eight, eight extremely ridiculous looking improvised explosive devices or E-R-L-I-E-Ds. Eight have been counted so far. The Clintons, the Obamas, Eric Holder, John Brennan, care of CNN, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, George Soros, Maxine Waters, and Robert De Niro, all recipients of these extremely ridiculous IEDs. So, first, all of these pipe bombs. To get an accurate comparison, you'd have to watch a, a Warner Brothers Saturday morning cartoon to see anything even remotely close. This, I'm shocked that they don't say acne, acne bomb on it. Pipe bombs are made from steel. Why? The reason steel is used, because the entire purpose of the bomb is to utilize the steel shrapnel when it explodes. You put the explosive inside the pipe. When it blows up, the pipe breaks up and you have shards that tear people apart. Well, the attacker who the press is saying it has a real level of sophistication <laughs> in what world this attacker who i'm giving the code name wiley coyote has made his bomb out of plastic pvc pipe plastic so when it blows up it vaporizes the plastic it, it defeats the entire purpose of a pipe bomb also, the devices had protruding wires coming out of the PVC pipe with a big, ridiculous-looking digital timer taped to it. Again, this is not something... You go on the Internet, it never shows you to build a bomb this way. All of the wires in the detonator usually concealed inside the pipe. I don't know, goes through an x-ray machine. You see a big metal pipe. Probably is not going to make it to whoever it is you're sending unless you're sending it to their home. But if you have a long pipe-like thing and it shows wires and in the x-ray you can see that there's a timer on the outside, it's definitely not going anywhere. This is Wiley Coyote leaving eight overly large sticks of dynamite with a big alarm clock lashed to it with the words acme bomb stamped on the outside but where where our bomber really messed up is he didn't leave a big plate of bird seed next to the envelope if he would have had that success I didn't even mention the fact that a parody ISIS flag was taped to the device, which is it was a right wing meme. Now, let's go over this. 
So you got a plastic pipe. You have an, an Acme-style bomb. None of them have gone off. And you took the time to print a meme that has the ISIS flag and underneath it, it's a quote from Larry the Cable Guy that says, get her done. Except none of your bombs get it done. None. They, they've had zero chance of making it through security screening. And Wile E. Coyote, I think, must have known that at some point, the coyotes got to go, this damn roadrunner keeps go- getting away. Maybe it's me. Do you think Hillary Clinton actually personally checks her mailbox every time, you know, to see if her Amazon Prime order came in? Do you think George Soros does? Every person that has been sent one of these package has mail screening. These devices were not designed to kill, but to be detected Caught and seen. Wiley Coyote wanted a media circus, and boy, did he get one. Now, I am not going to speculate whether Wiley really is from the right or from the left. I don't know. There's a lot of nut jobs out that are looking to change narratives before the midterms. No one knows yet. This could be a kid that just thought this would be funny. Again, there's no chance these bombs would go off. So maybe it's a kid. Maybe it's a guy who's so screwed up, he just doesn't even know what he's doing. There's also the possibility someone knew exactly what they were doing and wanted to send a message one way or the other. This, however, is not stopping the left from jumping on this. I mean, you never let a crisis go to waste. By noon yesterday, we hadn't even found all the bombs. By noon yesterday, Paul Waldman of the Washington Post already had an article out blaming Donald Trump. Quote, given what Trump has done and said, this was absolutely predictable. In fact, it's a wonder that it took this long. It's not just that Trump advocates violence against his political opponents, though he does. It's everything about his rhetoric that pushes his supporters in that direction. You know what? This coming from the same guy that if it is ever found out that it is a left wing guy or just a crazy person, they will never report that. Could I ask when the president has actually called for violence? Now, you could say in uh, some of his campaign rallies where he's like, rough them up. Okay, I'll give you that. Calling the media fake news is not calling for violence. I don't like it, but that's not calling for violence. Encouraging your electorate to harass people in their homes, their restaurants, places of business, (coughs) Maxine Waters. Isn't that the equivalent of calling for violence? Declaring the end of civility? Hillary Clinton. I mean, I could go on. But we all know the left's narrative, and you heard it again yesterday, and it will continue until the midterms is, is over. Or that's complete bullcrap. 
It will continue and continue and continue. Many of our friends in the left-leaning mainstream media were just utterly shocked that this kind of attack occurred. One person remarked how they'd never seen anything like this directed at just one side of the spectrum. First of all, that would force one to deny that the latest pipe bomb was sent to Mike Pence. But I don't know how hard it is for the people in the news media. I don't know how hard it is for you to go back so deep in your memory bank. You might need a hypnotist or therapist to bring this memory back. It, it's so long ago. Oh, wait a minute. No, it was just a couple of weeks ago. The Ricin letters just sent to the White House. James Mattis, FBI Director Christopher Wray, CIA Director Gina Haspel, Air Force Secretary Heather Wilson, Chief of Naval Operations Admiral John Richardson. Did you just happen to forget about all of those? Or should I take you back to the baseball diamond, which was way back? I mean, how old were you in 2017? I barely remember. Was I walking at the time? I don't even know. And as far as the identity of Wiley Coyote, for those of you in the mainstream media, it's really best not to speculate. If you don't know, you should say you don't know. Here's who I think this is. I don't know. There's no evidence on anything. Everything is speculation. And if I would say, I think this is a left-wing person trying to ramp everybody up, what would that do? That would juice the people listening, and they'd say, oh my gosh, that's exactly right. So why is it you feel so comfortable demonizing Donald Trump and all of his supporters and blaming this on Donald Trump and all of his supporters when you have nothing but a cartoon bomb? You know, if you just get on and say, we don't have the facts, let's wait for the facts. You do something like that, and something crazy happens. It's almost unthinkable. You can actually keep or begin to rebuild something, I know it's old-timey, called credibility. But you'd have to be, you'd have to be interested in having some credibility to be able to gain it. It's Thursday, October 25th. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Well, for the second day in a row, Jason Buttrill, who is uh, with us, that he is um, uh, former um, uh, former military intel, uh, knows a little something about bombs and, and IEDs. Jason, how ridiculous is this bomb? The most ridiculous looking bomb I've ever seen. It's when I when we first looked at it, I think I was reading a, a tweet by Jake Tapper, and he was talking about how these were designed for mass murder. 
And um, I, I was looking at it and I was like, no, not really. I mean, it's a pla- you were just talking about it. It's plastic, which defeats the entire purpose of a pipe bomb. The shrapnel is what's dangerous in a pipe bomb. The explosives inside are just to make it like basically build pressure. Mm-hmm. So usually it's uh, potassium nitrate, I think charcoal. And- okay, we don't need you to give the- <laughs> people through a how-to <laughs> guide. <laughs> yeah. right. um, but there's another ingredient that they actually talked about, which is, uh, again, that goes towards the detonation of it, um, that they said they did detect some of that in there, but they didn't talk about the other ingredients. So I, I again everything is spec is, is so speculative about it, but everything points to a guy that really did not know what he was doing, um, or or somebody who did know what they're doing, but they didn't want it to work. Right? It had no. I mean, you looking at this thing, there was you know, and I've also spent some time in some in security. All the people that they sent these uh, these packages to. They have screening services, whether it's the Secret Service, private security, or like places like CNN. All media companies have the same thing. Mm-hmm. You you sh- you would think that this person would know. Well, the, I there's was, no chance this gets to them. The coverage I heard yesterday was this was a sign of how advanced and serious the situation was. Well, there was a level of sophistication. Uh, a level of sophistication because he had sent, or, or she, by the way, he or she had I sent a white uh, had sent <laughs> um, some of these bombs to home offices and and residences where there wouldn't be the screening rather than sending them through like the congressional uh mail service which would definitely be screened. well can i tell you something i know this is true because uh i've seen pictures and you can just imagine hillary clinton coming out in her bathrobe and her fuzzy slippers <laughs> with a cigarette hanging from her mouth and she gets the paper and the mail every day when she gets up whose home did it go to that didn't have a screen. Clinton, well, Soros, Clinton's, for sure. Soros. Mm-hmm. Both of them have private security, of course, or of Secret course. Service at their homes. Right. They get all their mail. You you have private security. You I don't know. get your mail. I don't. Like, we right never off. open our mailbox. I remember one time my kids went to open the mailbox. I said, "Do not open the mailbox. Don't <laughs> open the mailbox." Scary so, world so for who, these kids. Who, it who is. is. Who are those people referring to? Right. I, I don't. I, I mean, I don't know all the addresses. Again, like it was just the coverage, and that was one of their. They were saying that this was. I guess Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Uh, they sent it. You now she is. I mean, she's not even in Congress anymore, right? So, uh, but she. They sent her to the office uh, that it went sent back to her office. They said was one that would maybe not have screening. I don't. I didn't. I didn't fact check their claim, but mm-hmm. that was what they were attempting to uh, to pass off as sophistication. Now, I I've never built a bomb. No, uh, don't intend to in my life. Um, but it would you say it, uh, that you would make it plastic to get past screening? Because if you put a big metal pipe, it's going to be more obvious, right? Yeah, if, if you, you did it, if you did it to get past screening, that's good. But that shows that you have no idea what you're even doing. You're not even. But you're, that, you're there, you have a very low IQ, or your, uh, or your, you know, uh, a, a young kid that just thought it was funny. Uh, right, I, I don't even well, know, but, but it, it shows is, that you do not understand why a pipe bomb is destructive. But the answer is no. Uh, a plastic PVC pipe bomb, it will it'll not get be. you. It'll still be detected because, and that's why he had the, in my opinion, that's why he had the wires and the big ridiculous, basically equivalent of alarm clock taped to this <laughs> stupid thing. Was right. because like, you, you've seen like at the airport, like sometimes you're like, hey, maybe I can slip in this bottle of water, you know, like if I sure. put it in, you know, like there's no slipping this past the screening right it's like, that obvious it, it's that obvious i think too the other two things that back this up are one uh you made it in, in a way that was so none of them blew up right like yeah it, it, again you sent 10 bombs around the country none of them explode right like so it seems to be that maybe you didn't want them to explode possibly the other part is why do you put a sticker 
with a meme on there. Okay, right? we like, get... Unless it's not going to explode and people are going to be able to right. see it. And yeah. I want to get into that. And I also want to ask the question, why would you put an alarm clock on it in the mail? <laughs> yeah. You don't know when it's going off. You don't know right. where it's going. Why is there a clock right. on this thing? Yeah. So we'll get to that in uh, just a second. Tell you about Simply Safe. Um, Simply Safe is the way to keep your family safe. Things are just getting nuts. We're going to talk about the border. Hopefully, we'll have Mike Leon, who um, uh, is um, asking to bring charges, as I understand it, bring charges against Mexico if these uh, this caravan gets to our border. Um, anyway, Simply Safe is a way to protect yourself, and things are going to get more and more dicey every day. You need an alarm system on your home. Simply Safe, we have it at our house, and it is the best way to protect your family, your children. My kids have it at their house. It's It starts with just a box arriving at your door, and you open it up, and you install Simply Safe, and it's literally far less than an hour. I think you do it in, in half an hour. In fact, we did. Um, it's a, you plug it in. It tells you what to do step by step. They're invisible. They're state of the art. Somebody can cut the power line. Somebody can cut Wi-Fi. They can cut the, the phone lines. It's still calling police. And there's no contract. So you own it. It's incredibly affordable. It's $14.99 a month for the uh, monitoring, which will call the police right away if there's a break-in. Uh, but you don't have a contract, so you can cancel at any time. Right now, you get 10% off your Simply Safe system by going to simplysafebeck.com. Simplysafebeck.com. Glad back. I love this. I just love this. Uh, the, the headline on CNN Trump, uh, uh, Trump um, uh, mocks media as explosives investigated well wait you guys were blaming trump and mocking trump yesterday before all of the bombs were even found you're blaming it on him cnn is the is really irresponsible here they've gone over the edge they were a target of this and when you're in the middle of it sometimes you don't make rational decisions no that's no excuse for zucker not for someone who's running a news organization no He, he wrote uh, there's a total and complete lack of understanding at the White House about the seriousness of their continued attacks on the media. The president, especially the White House press secretary, should understand their words matter. Thus far, they have shown no comprehension of that. Now, I, think it's a, I think it's a fair criticism at times, and we've made it. Um, I don't like everything that he says about the media, but be, we have no evidence, no evidence at all that rhetoric or anything else fed into these bombings. We have no idea. We have no idea who did them. We have no idea what the motivation was yet. I mean, I think you could probably say there's a political motive, but that's clearly a political motive. But that's all you could say. You don't know. It is such these bombs are so ridiculous that it was either done by somebody who is mentally inefficient or it's somebody who didn't want the bombs to go off. Yeah. The sticker, the ISIS meme. Right. Get her done. That clearly marks that as somebody from the right. Why would you put that on there? And why did none of them go off? Right. I mean, again, you hope, glad, glad none of them went off, by the way. Um, but it, it seems to indicate someone who wanted these things to be seen. Every single part of this that we've just talked about uh, you know, leads to that. And, and, your, and your point about the timer before, it's like... There's a reason why there's FedEx and DHL and stuff like that, because the Postal Service is not an exact science. 
And right. you can't say you this is going to go off in 2.2 hours. <laughs> right. that could Why be... would you have a timer on it? <laughs> what are you timing to? You could have blown up the postman. Yeah, so that, I mean, it was a faux timer. It, it was just probably a digital counter that was doing nothing. But that was what's kind of funny as the wires were going into that. But what were the wires doing? No. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I'm just uh, looking up on my uh, leftist anarchist cookbook. Uh, that was put out uh, by the left in the uh, 1960s and 70s uh, about pipe bombs. And, you know, what's really interesting is um, uh, it does show how to make one, you know, with a clock. uh, But it also shows how to make them, you know, so they go off. Let's say you open an envelope. Mm -hmm. You would pull a string in that air in that area, which would make the bomb go off. I'm I'm trying to figure out. Welcome to the program, Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed. Um, I'm trying to figure out, Pat, what was the timer timing to? Yeah, either this is the worst bomber of all time in human history, <laughs> or there's something else going on here. Because you, why would you put a a sticker on a bomb? Like, I, I guess I've seen pictures of people in the military, for example, who are about to fire a missile and they put like Osama bin Laden's name on it or something like I guess mm-hmm. it's theoretically possible. But if you know a bomb's going to explode, why would you put a sticker of a right wing meme on there? <laughs> like what would unless unless again, potentially uh, you thought maybe they wouldn't blow up and that people would see the right wing meme. Yeah, it's, right? like, it's wh- almost as if they put on the outside of the envelope open with care. This is an explosive so that they wouldn't explode. It's I mean, not one of the nine has gone off. That they is, also I mean, put they also put glass in instead of ball bearings or anything metal. You want metal as your as your shrapnel. You, you, you wouldn't put glass in. The bomb would just disintegrate the glass even more. Mm-hmm. You, you you don't want it in PVC pipe. You want it in a metal pipe because of the shrapnel. This is just. It's there's just too many things wrong with this. And again, it might just be somebody who was sick and demented. Sure. And stupid. Well, definitely and that, and this, stupid. Right? Uh-huh. Uh, it, it might be some kid that thought this would be funny. It it might be some, you know, mentally deficient uh, right winger that did it. It also may be somebody who was on the left is like, oh, I know how to change the narrative. Could be that too. Of course, we don't know. I mean, you have to have some level of skepticism of the of the of the of the obvious narrative here, right? Uh, which is some right winger did this. I think the first thing that makes you leap to that is it's not they haven't exploded, right? So if you are trying to harm someone, usually you'd be able to do it. Okay, the same thing applies, I believe, to white powder arriving to the president. Whenever I hear that. Whenever right-wing figures are hit with a bunch of white powder in the mail, my first thought is, well, okay, obviously you'd think it's someone who's opposed to them. But let's take a minute here and consider that someone is trying to make the president or some other right-wing figure look like they're under attack, especially when it turns out not to be ricin and just white powder. Why did someone do that? Well, of course there should be skepticism. We've had these these things have happened a hundred times. Unbelievable. I mean, someone just uh, listen to this. I suppose he thinks the 
communists didn't set fire to the Reichstag as well. <laughs> I mean, you, of course, take a moment to consider. And, and there's no reason to come to a conclusion because we have no idea at this point. But you, the, uh, these statements that have come out from CNN and every, you know, people just outwardly blaming the right and Donald Trump for this. Look, I don't. We first of all, you can't blame uh, Donald Trump for the act unless you think he actually was responsible. Does anyone think that he actually sent the bombs and brought them to George Soros's house? Well, they, no, but I think Ivanka right. might have. <laughs> unless you think he's actually responsible, you're responsible for your own actions. We know that. But beyond that, if you're gonna, you, you have to look at this in some le- with some level of skepticism to try to understand. We are a week before an election, right, or less than two weeks at least. Uh, you know the idea that that the the left would be victimized by this hatred of Donald Trump there's an obvious incentive to make america feel that way right now that does not mean that this was someone trying to frame the right it absolutely could be there are nut jobs on the right that could do this and probably many of them stupid enough to get none of the bombs to go off it's certainly possible but they are acting as if you have to be alex jones to not believe this is donald trump's fault you do not have to be Alex Jones to look at this with some skeptical mm. eye. You, uh, not to say that, you know, uh, that, uh, that it's a... It's a S- since uh, you're proving anything, but you have to at least keep your mind open to the idea that there are nut jobs on both sides with crazy motivations in an intense time. Look what they did to freaking Kavanaugh. You had people saying he was a gang rapist to stop it. Here's the, here's the amazing thing. Do you remember the time right after 9-11 for the first few years... When something would be sent, something would happen, and we would hope that it was somebody from the Middle East. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Where we didn't want it to be an American, no matter Mm -hmm. which side they were on. We didn't want that to happen. Now, we just are dogpiling on it's them. It's them. Whichever them, you, you know, helps your political position. It's them. We, we don't even consider anything else. We don't even consider that, I don't know, maybe the Russians are involved. Maybe this is just uh, an outside influence. Yeah. Probably not, yeah. but we're not even considering it. We have zero evidence of anything, and everyone is, the media is just condemning the right. You have no evidence, and I guarantee you, if they find this guy and he is mentally disturbed and has no real understanding of anything that he's doing or he's left, you will not hear that. They will change the narrative immediately to, well, this kind of thing happens and it happens all the time and it could happen where it where it did go off and it could happen where it is a right wing extremist. Sure. They'll just change the narrative. It won't slow them down at all. What did you think? What's the part of this that's uh, that's getting your attention, Pat? Well, the, first of all, the fact that none of them have gone off. Yeah. And the list of the people involved, too. It is pretty stereotypical yeah. right-wing I'm, targets. I have you know? dubbed this bomber. Codename Wiley Coyote. <laughs> the only thing he didn't do is leave a plate of bird seed next to it. Yeah. I mean, it's so to obvious. It's cartoonish. To start with George Soros uh, and to include Robert De Niro 
and all of these Maxine waters, Maxine waters, all of the typical places. It's just too convenient. It's too much. They don't go off, and it's that perfect list of the people that the right really doesn't like. That perfect list. It's Mm. a cartoon list. It is. It's a cartoon list. It is. Now, so it could. uh, Don't don't get me wrong. And I think you're probably saying this too. It could be. It could be a left, it, uh, a right wing person. It could it be could. a right wing person. Sure. We yes. have no idea. Right. But if it is a right wing person, they live in a cartoon world. Yeah, they're ridiculous. They're ridiculous. They they they're so inept that they can't make a bomb. They don't even understand why you wouldn't use plastic for a pipe bomb. That that uh, much to CNN's chagrin when they said yesterday. Well, it shows a level of sophistication. No, it doesn't. <laughs> there's no level of sophistication here. None of them went off. Right? Like, right. again, like, there's no... If you can't get one of the ten to go off, what level of sophistication right. do you have? It's pretty right. low. And it's so cartoonish. There's no level of sophistication. I, I like this. Can you guys help me figure out the needle CNN is attempting to thread here? They write... This is uh, from Brian Stelter's newsletter. Oh, jeez. Most of the recipients were prominent Democrats. Or as the uh, Washington Post succinctly put it, amid incendiary rhetoric, targets of Trump's words become targets of bombs. That's not the same as blaming Trump. Wait, like many people on TV on Wednesday, I specifically said I wasn't blaming Trump for the crimes of a madman. But news industry executives have repeatedly warned that Trump's reckless attacks against the media (laughs) are having real world consequences. Yeah, none of Maxine Waters words are having any kind of consequences, are they? None of those. No. Well, no, these aren't mobs. These are not mobs. These are just people gathering Mm -hmm. together who are very passionate about what they believe in. I don't even want you to utter the word mob. I'd like you to call it the M word. And how dare you even say Antifa is a problem? Antifa's not a problem. If reckless... We're talking about a bombing. Reckless attacks against the media are having real-world consequences. What are the real-world consequences you're talking about? On the day uh, of the bomb showing up. Right. In the middle of a paragraph about the bombing Mm -hmm. and how harsh rhetoric can lead to bombings. You're saying you're not (laughs) blaming him, but you're also pointing out that his words have real-world consequences. Like, of course you're blaming him. Just come out and admit it. Just come out and admit it. Yes, we think he's Did responsible for Did you guys read David Gelertner's uh, op-ed piece or the piece in Slate? I saw where the they Slate went? one, yeah. Oh, it is beautiful. I, we got to get David Gelertner on. David Gelertner is a guy who, I don't know, invented the cursor or whatever uh, <laughs> and uh, and sued Apple for taking whatever it was he, you know, whatever line of code he did. Uh, and they paid him, what was it, $500 million? It was a lawsuit. And I think he won $500 million. Really off the charts. Smart. And wasn't he a victim of the Unabomber? He was a victim of the Unabomber. Unabomber, yeah. 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 First one, I believe. Correct. Very first one. Mm -hmm. He's a futurist, uh, and he works at Yale. Not real popular at Yale right now. Why? Because he says, Donald Trump wasn't even my fifth choice, but he's the president, and he's doing some good things, and yeah, he's doing some bad things too, but you people have gone insane and mm-hmm. Slate comes after him and does an interview, and he just takes them apart. It is beautiful. Oh, I what, gotta see that. Oh, yeah. We're gonna we'll share that in a, in a few minutes. Also, at the top of the hour, I'm gonna share an email that I got in yesterday. It starts like this: Dear Mister Beck, I live in Honduras. 
I live on the island of Rotan. I have been watching and listening to you over the Internet for about five years. I'm a native Honduran. I've been following the caravan news here locally. And then I watch your episodes online. And I have to tell you. And we'll continue that at the top of the hour. (laughs) Uh, Pat Gray from Mm. Pat Gray Unleashed uh, precedes this program on the Blaze Radio Network. And then uh, also you can get him online wherever you find your podcast. Pat Gray Unleashed. It is worth the download. More on trivia tomorrow. Ooh, more on trivia. What's that? What's the matchup? Uh, Green Bay and whoever they're playing. I forget. Is that this uh, right every now. week now? Because yeah, it's just going to be Green Bay. Green can your you, favorite team. Yeah. Can yeah. you on Monday mornings bring the recap, the best of more on trivia to this program? I will. Uh, yeah, we'll look into that. Yeah. Oh we'll my gosh, we'll look into that. See, do we want to work? Uh, do all the work and let you reap the benefits? Yeah. 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 More on trivia is tomorrow with Pat Gray Unleashed. Thanks, Pat. <laughs> Uh, All right. My Patriot Supply would like to ask you this question. Do you have jumper cables? Uh, Of course. Yeah. Why do you have jumper cables? Um, You're such a conspiracy theorist. You are such a worry ward. You are such a well. Sometimes you're freak. You might leave your light on, or your maybe your battery dies. Oh, make sure your car can start. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So you got to be a prepper and have your you have your jumper cables. Prepping. That's just being smart. Oh, this is this is honestly, this is the argument. People, you feel weird because you're preparing you know, for something that could or couldn't happen. I can't remember the last time I had to jump my engine, but I've had to help others jump theirs. It's just a good idea to be able to have jumper cables, isn't it? Just being prepared. This is why you buy emergency food. When a crisis strikes, you're ready to feed yourself and your family or help out others. My Patriot Supply food storage that i have and you should have as well a two-week food kit will get you started now two weeks that's breakfast lunch and dinner for two solid weeks you'll save 62 bucks when you go to the website preparewithglenn.com do it now save a buttload of money two weeks of food they last up to 25 years in storage it's like having jumper cables everybody should have them 800-271-63, 800-271-63, 800-271-63, 800-271-63, or preparewithglenn.com. All right, so the White House uh, has uh, reported that uh, we now have another bomb that was found, and that was to uh, Mike Pence, Vice President Pence, and a second package uh, to Vice President Joe Biden, was uh, found this morning at a Delaware postal facility. You know, another reason why I guess you put a timer on those things. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's so this is so bizarre. Again, none of them have gone off. They they intentionally exploded. I think the Soros one um, to make sure that it you know they you know, the police did it. Um, but uh, listen to this. This is again we're supposed to. There's a high level of sophistication of these bombings. Mm-hmm. Someone actually said, "Oh, this is the biggest mass uh, uh, assassination attempt uh, we've seen in some time." Yeah, about a year, 
uh, because he just had, a, and they actually like almost killed someone in Congress on mm-hmm. a uh, baseball field. They just completely forget about this moment. Uh, but listen to this. This is these are the labels: Debbie Wasserman Schultz, S H U L T Z, incorrectly spelled. Florida, F L O R I D S. That's not how you spell Florida. Brennan, B R E N A N, two N's. Sawgrass, uh, two one words word. should be one word. Uh, and left out the, the word street on holders label. It's all uh, Fox well, News. It shows, it shows a level of sophistication. Or or not. Or not. This guy, it, just based on the spelling, possibly foreigner, or moron. Yeah. Very well could be moron. B- seeing how he built a bomb, I'm leaning towards moron. Yeah, I, I, like I don't know right that's the important thing but there's going to be so many people speculating about this i just think you can't jump to a conclusion yet there's going to be a massive investigation over this i don't know why this is so much of a bigger story than you know ricin being sent to right-wing figures a week or two ago i've got a guess or or honestly this is going to last longer and be bigger than what happened on the baseball diamond over a year ago yeah it will and that one Mm -hmm. was semi-successful. I mean, that guy was firing shots, almost killed somebody. Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour, on tour this fall. First of all, our sponsor uh, here uh, for this hour, Brickhouse Nutrition. Mm. Uh, they do a great job because they do two things for you. Yeah. One, they get you the vegetables you're supposed to have. Yes. Uh, mommy told you to eat your vegetables. Oh. You never do it. Uh-huh. And that's I why Field it. of Greens is created. You just put a scoop into like a smoothie right. or, you know, whatever you're eating seconds. or drinking. Juice. You don't have to. You don't have to have a salad. You don't have to have broccoli. You don't have to have Brussels sprouts. You don't have to have any of it. I'm such a fan of this. Yeah, it's a great idea. It's a it's like a it's a hall pass on right. the vegetable thing. And then they also have uh, Dawn to Dusk, which is great if you are the type of person who goes through long meetings with someone like Glenn Beck in the middle of the day and have to somehow Believe stay me, awake I'm the one and aware. Who falls asleep with <laughs> meetings with you. Uh, you'll like this a lot. Go to uh, BrickhouseGlenn.com. BrickhouseGlenn.com. Use the promo code Glenn. Get 15% off your first order. Again, it's BrickhouseGlenn.com. Experience a better you tomorrow. Again, use the promo code Glenn to get 15% off. We're back with some uh, latest Megan Kelly news here in a moment. Glenn Beck. Well, we're less than a week from Halloween, so you know what that means. It's time for the uh, political police to come out, the cultural appropriation political police. They have to scour every Halloween party for culturally insensitive costumes and microaggressions. Prepare to be not scared, offended. Well, actually, unless you're part of the, you know, new progressive, uh, new postmodern movement, if you're a part of that, prepare to be offended. If you're not part of that, you should be afraid this Halloween because they're out to destroy you. What would a holiday gathering be without constant politicization of every single action of every single person in attendance? I mean, really? I mean, we, we, uh, that's what I like about this. Well, we got a nice preview of the outrage this year uh, with all the tantrums that uh, NBC News' Megyn Kelly has 
caused with an admittedly tone deaf but overall harmless opinion on Megyn Kelly today during what should have been a civil conversation between four adults. Here's the clip. Sometimes I talk and sometimes I listen. And yesterday I learned. I learned that given the history of blackface being used in awful ways by racists in this country, it is not okay for that to be part of any costume, Halloween or otherwise. Okay, this, stop. I have never been a PC. Stop. Stop. (sighs) You've got to be kidding me. She was sitting at a table and she said, there was a lady who got into trouble. Uh, just recently, because she wanted to go as Diana Ross. She was white, so she painted her face black. She went as Diana Ross. She wasn't making fun of Diana Ross or black people. She was going as Diana Ross. She's like, I don't see the harm there. Is there harm there? They should have had a civil discussion about it. Well, yeah, actually, no, instead... Instead, what the political correct police did is call her in, and I don't have any idea, but probably threaten her with everything and saying, this is it, scared her to death until she came out like in 1984 and said, I'm guilty, I am guilty, I am guilty. What does that teach people? That teaches people, be afraid doesn't teach people to open their hearts it didn't teach anything about anything on blackface except be afraid and be afraid of even asking a question al roker got steamed up about it the fact is while she apologized to the staff she owes a bigger apology to the folks of color around the country does she does she how, if you are a person of color, has this affected your life? Has Megyn Kelly affected your life in any way by asking the question? I don't know. Is there a problem with that? Has that really been? Oh, my. Oh, my gosh. My kids, they can't sleep at night. Oh, really? You got to be kidding me. So she began with two words, I'm sorry. She said, I don't want to, you know, add to anybody's pain. Do you think she did? Do you think Megyn Kelly was sitting there going, oh, man. (sighs) You know what? You know what? On today's show, I'm going to bring up that lady, Diana Ross, and I'm just going to cause people pain. She says, thanks for listening and helping me listen to. No, no, I didn't hear it. I don't know what was said to you off air. There's a lot of people in the audience that probably said, yeah, I mean, they don't mean offense. How is this? How is this a problem? How is this a problem? Well, we don't know. We just know. Shut up. Apologies aren't good enough anymore. They're not good enough. Doesn't matter. We're in the throes of cultural lawlessness. Executions on demand. Context, common sense, doesn't matter. Execute them. Hang them. Get rid of them. 
Guess what's happening next? She dropped by CAA? I think she was dropped by her talent agency. She's a pariah now. She's a pariah. And people will say, on the right, good. Really? Good. Good. People on the left will say, good. How has Megyn Kelly affected anyone's life? Well, she has made it very difficult for NBC to live down their sexual harassment and assault that's been going around their offices. She keeps bringing that up. She was very serious and one of the biggest critics of NBC in the way they handled some of those allegations. Oh. And seemingly, they are really finding a, a quick way. Uh, it seems to be to me that maybe she has a target on her for some of those uh, things that she said. Which is kind of fascinating because NBC, I mean, as we know, they're going to talk to us constantly about the inequality between the sexes and 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 how how those conservatives are really bad. Roy Moore, oh, he's a he's a bad guy. Uh, but we're going to find when it comes to people like Matt Lauer and Brokaw and how many more at NBC. It's been one of the biggest, and not to mention ignoring the Harvey Weinstein thing for how long? Remember, they employed Ronan Farrow when he was writing the story, and they gave it to the New Yorker. Uh, you know, all of that goes on, and Megyn Kelly happens to be one of the biggest critics of what happened at NBC, and yet, you know, she has one comment that people don't like, and she's gone. That's fascinating. NBC News uh, Chairman Andy Lack released a statement following her comments. There is no other way to put this, but I condemn those remarks. There is no place on our air or in this workplace for those kinds of words. I mean, touchy-feely guys, that's fine. But words? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, I added that. Quote, it's very unfortunate, end quote. What is unfortunate is that America has devolved into a country of oversensitive crybabies who take offense at the slightest thing. And you know what? I don't even think it's America. I don't think it's Americans. I really don't. I don't think that it's the vast, but I don't think it's 80 or 90% of this country that are crybabies. They're sick of this. It's about maybe 5 to 10% of America, and many of them in the media, and many of them in politics, and the last place, probably the last comes first, academia. <laughs> you should be coddled. The slightest thing upsets you. Well, that's not American. It's not. We're the ones, you know what, I have a picture of my grandmother. She crossed the Rocky Mountains in, in, a, uh, uh, in a wagon train, okay? It's, she, was, she looks like me in a dress with a bonnet, okay? She, she, she also kind of looks a little like a pirate. You know why? Because on the wagon train, her eye was poked out. <laughs> you know what she did? She wiped her face. And, and kept going. She didn't whine. She didn't cry about it. She's like, ah, oh, crap. Shouldn't have run with that. I poked my eye out. And she moved on. That's who Americans are. Yes, bad things happen. We move on. 
Yes, people say things that I don't like. We move on. Yes, things have changed. We're evolving. We're learning new things. Some things are outdated. Some things that are good are just being tossed out the window. And somebody should say, wait a minute. Let's not throw that away. Megyn Kelly ought to know that blackface is awful. Yes, it's no longer acceptable. But you know what? If it's a costume that is purposefully uh, ridiculing a race, as blackface has done historically, yes, it's not kosher, nor should it be. But notice what is happening here with Kelly being fired not because she wore blackface but because of words an idea a question it's not even she was advocating she was questioning why why is this wrong if i'm not ridiculing people why is this wrong that person liked diana ross Wanted to be like Diana Ross in a costume. Why is this wrong? I think that deserves an answer. Instead, what we got was an apology. I am so sorry. I shouldn't have. Oh, please don't beat me. Please don't beat me, master. Please don't beat me. I I don't want another whipping. Please don't beat me. Are you kidding me? How are we supposed to learn if we don't have civil conversations? And yes, once in a while, we ask a question that's politically incorrect. The criteria in America right now has narrowed so far that it is it is almost nothing. It takes almost nothing to get you fired You know what we should do? We should take Megyn Kelly and we should take her down to the river and we should put a bunch of rocks around her and throw her into the river. If she floats, we know she's a bigoted racist. If she doesn't, well, we, we'll, we'll, know that, we'll know that she was innocent. This is so ridiculous how similar it is to the thought crimes that Orwell wrote about in 1984. Here's a passage for anybody who you know, hasn't thought of something called a book in a while. The main character, Winston Smith, training himself to avoid thought crimes. Here it is, quote, The mind should develop a blind spot whenever a dangerous thought presented itself. The process should be automatic, instinctive, crime stop. That's what they call it in Newspeak. He set to work to exercise himself in Crime Stop. He presented himself with propositions. The party says the earth is flat. The party says that ice is heavier than water. And trained himself in not seeing or understanding the arguments that contradicted them. End quote. Here's another one. Quote, if you made an unexpected movement and then they yelled at you from the telescreen, swap telescreen, Swap telescreen with what? Twitter. And here we are in reality. Let me read that one more time. If you said something unexpected, if you made unexpected movements, they yelled at you through the telescreen. 
I don't want to ruin 1984 for you, but let me just say it's not the kind of world we want to end up in. Unfortunately, not enough people read anymore. You should, because it is exactly the world we're creating. All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about our sponsor. It's 1-800-Flowers.com, 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers.com reminds you that, you know, the holidays are coming up. Anniversary bouquets are special, uh, but, you know, some of the, sometimes it doesn't take a birthday. Sometimes just want to send flowers, and it's most meaningful when it's for no reason other than I'm just thinking about you and I love you. Sending a blue bouquet from 1-800-Flowers.com will bring a bright smile to somebody's face. 1-800-Flowers.com. Get your bouquet where it needs to go for a great price. 1-800-Flowers has an exclusive 24 for 24 offer right now. 24 multicolored roses for $24. That's only a dollar per rose. It's a beautiful arrangement. Premium roses. This is rainbow of colors. Perfect for birthdays, anniversaries, screw-ups, or just because. Picked at their peak, shipped overnight, ensures freshness. 24 multicolored roses for 24 bucks is an unreal deal. Check out all of the specials at 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers.com. Uh, again, 24 for 24. You have to use the promo code back to get the special. Click on the radio icon and enter the promo code BECK at 1-800-Flowers.com. Offer ends Friday. Glenn Beck. You do get in trouble if you are a white person who puts on yes, black face yes. for Halloween or a black person who puts on white face yes. for Halloween. Like, I, that, okay, back that, when I was a kid, that was okay as long as you were dressing up as like a character. I, there was a controversy on The Real Housewives of New York with Luann as she dresses Diana Ross. And she made her skin look darker than it really is. And people said that that was racist. And I don't know. I felt like, who doesn't love Diana Ross? She wants to look like Diana Ross for one day. I, I don't know how like that got racist on Halloween. Hmm. Amazing. And is, it, is, that, is that such a question that you should be drummed out of all society? Right. That, that, that's what's amazing about this. First of all, we should point out that there's a lot of people in, inside of NBC that wanted her out for other reasons. Oh, my gosh. Blatantly yes. using oh, this yeah, as yeah, an yeah. excuse to push this is not, Megyn Kelly out. This has nothing to do. If she could have said that easily and been applauded had she not come from Fox, had she come from CNN or she was on the left or whatever, that that crowd would have applauded her saying yeah. that. And I think they uh, there's a lot of people at NBC that didn't appreciate her coming out against NBC personalities and the sexual assault stuff mm. as well. But just just talking specifically about let's forget all that exists and talk about the, that actual conversation. Her point is what is important when you're trying to decipher someone doing something that is racist, for example, is the motivation, right? The motivation is what is important. The words themselves can be bad or good, but the motivation is what is important. Let's go further than blackface for a second. The N word. Right. The N word, when said by someone carrying a torch in Charlottesville, we bad. all understand really bad mm -hmm. when Chris Rock says it. Not so bad. Why? Because we know Chris Rock's motivation is not because he's this terrible racist. We know in Charlottesville, the case is that they are 
terrible racists uh, in this. And sorry for, to the city of Charlottesville, who now if, their name just is synonymous with racism. But I mean, you know, what we're talking about here. The the if you have an alt right figure, you have Richard Spencer, you have some hardcore racist saying the N word. It means something different, and the motivation is different, and that is important. Like, it, but I will say this: mm-hmm. it is still I. I don't care who says the N word. I think it's a disgusting word. I do too. I don't. But, I don't like that word used by anybody. But you don't get drummed out of society, correct? If you're if you're uh, Chris Rock, because everybody knows that your motivation is not this deep hatred of racism. Mm-hmm. Another example: It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is a is the longest running uh, live action sitcom in U.S. history. It's 14 seasons. It's going on. It's signed up for their 14th season. At least once, and I think twice, they've done entire episodes where their white characters were in blackface. Okay? Now, their motivation as liberals, right? Their motivation is to show that racism is really dumb, and their characters are really dumb, and they're dressing up this way, and they're showing how stupid they are, and making the point that they think it's okay to dress up in blackface. But they actually did it on camera. Multiple episodes. This is a a liberal icon of a program. Okay? totally okay for them to do it but for her to question it and say if it's a positive motivation is that okay well i don't remember i don't remember a lot of uh, outcry from the left over it's always sunny in philadelphia doing it multiple times they did an entire episode uh, which is one of the greatest television uh, episodes of any series of all time called the gang turns black and they they have a situation where they all wake up after like getting electric or getting struck by lightning and they're all black and they have to live as black people for the day and they walk around ten and it's utterly amazing but beyond that it is something that there's been no pushback on look at things like family guy you'll see th- mm-hmm. you know that's animation mm-hmm. but still those same types of things happen because they believe and we all kind of like well all the motivation there is that he he's that they're not trying to be racist. They're not starting trying to say black people are inferior or anything like that. They're doing this to make a point on the other side. We think their motivation is good, so that's okay. What she's saying here is if the motivation is good, let's say a child, for example, who thinks they want to dress up as a hero of theirs that happens to be black. And they don't you understand those Panther. dynamics, right? You want to be black yeah, Panther. Right. They don't understand the dynamics of blackface. They would think, okay, well, and you'd think the kid is not racist. Their motivation is they're trying to look up to a hero. And that's the only point she's bringing up. It might not even be true. We may say as a society that we think blackface is too far and we'd have to adjust some things, but okay. But the issue is her asking that question. She's saying if it's a good motivation, it's not motivated by racism and therefore shouldn't be treated the same way. And she loses her gig over that. I mean, it's just completely insane. And we are not adults if we can't handle that level of conversation. Breathe deep. Just breathe deep. I, you know, I, I, I have to watch cable news so you don't have to. And so we have these, you know, we have these monitors in front of me. And I'm just looking up and I just, I, I just, oh my gosh, my blood pressure just goes through the roof. Every time I look up, I, I see something that is just like, oh, but anyway, uh, let me talk a little bit about, uh, the caravan. Now, Stu, you're listening to, uh, you're listening to mainstream media and what do they tell you the caravan is? Well, there was a. A very there's one individual mm-hmm. uh, in Honduras uh, who was the victim of horrible uh, poverty and violence, likely from uh, capitalists, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and decided to just post on his Facebook page. And 
there's a grassroots effort uh, to to have a migrant march mm-hmm. and these mm-hmm. people who all of them mm-hmm. um, one 100 mm-hmm. percent the the it's the, it was a seventy five hundred people or fourteen thousand now. What's the actual I number? Don't, I Let's say no it's idea. fourteen thousand. These are the top fourteen thousand people in in the United in the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They yeah. they are yeah. the best people. The top fourteen thousand from one to fourteen thousand in the entire world. They're marching up there mm-hmm. um, out of the just to show uh, how how much they they love America mm-hmm. and, and they just want a and chance. they just want to participate. They want a chance right. in, in in freedom and now, the do American you think dream. I, do you think I could get fourteen thousand people? To march across the United States, mm-hmm. okay, march across the United States for, you know, any reason? <laughs> no, I don't think there's 14,000 people in the United States capable of, of this march. Well, yeah, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're talking about, uh, uh, you know, 7,500 uh, 7, to 14,000 people marching what's left 2,600 miles. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's not just something that everybody's like, you know what, I'm going to do that. Now, what's really going on is this is all politically motivated and not politically motivated here in the United States. This has nothing to do with Democrats or Republicans. This has everything to do with the politics between Honduras, Venezuela, Cuba and the United States. We've been outlining this now for the last few days, and nobody seems to really want to pick up on it. But we'll continue to tell the story because that's what's really happening. Now, last night, I got this in. Uh, It says, Dear Mr. Beck, I live in Honduras on the island of Rotan. I have been watching and listening to you for about five years now. I am a native Honduran, and I have been following the caravan news here locally. I watched tonight's episode of you and the news and why it matters on YouTube, and I have to applaud you and your intel. You were right on talking about the origins of the migrant march. This all erupted in 2009 when Manuel uh, Zelaya, a lackey of Hugo Chavez and Fidel Castro, was ousted constitutionally by the other two branches of the government. Now, here's what this story is. They had the they had a president of Honduras. He was a Marxist uh, revolutionary. He was a Hugo Chavez uh, puppet. He was doing exactly what Hugo Chavez did. He came in and then he was going to change the Constitution exactly the way Hugo Chavez changed the Constitution and made it into a, a, a dictatorship. So the Supreme Court said the president is acting unconstitutionally talk to the other branch you need to arrest him and exile him the other branch did so two branches of the government ousted him said that's not what we do we don't want to be a hugo chavez venezuela okay he said ever since then we hondurans have lived in chaos Many things tried by Zelaya and his uh, Pardito Libre, which translates to Freedom Party, to destabilize our country. This is just the latest stunt, and Zelaya blames America and has also made America is now reaping what it's sown type statements. 
He has said that America must take in the migrants because America has supported the current administration that he now claims has caused all of the misery that we as Hondurans are living through. This is why they're marching with a Honduran flag, because they blame us for their misery. This is nothing more, he writes, than a strong arm tactic to embarrass both Honduras and America. Sadly, the migrants were lied to and have been told that America must accept them in. In one news report, a lady who was interviewed told the Honduran reporter that they were promised buses to travel once they got to Guatemala. But there were no buses waiting on them that I could tell from the report. Some of the migrants have returned home. One 22-year-old man died in Mexico for reasons unknown as of yet. This is really sad and frustrating because many migrants uh, have been uh, have been told that they will get in and they will get jobs once they arrive in America. And therefore, many are good with hopes of a better life. However, these are types of situations that criminals are uh, might have been the organizers of the march will take advantage of. Please keep spreading the truth about this situation. I enjoy all of your content and your uh, podcast. Thanks for being a truth teller in a world of lies. God bless you and the family at The Blaze for all that you do. From someone who lives and was born and raised in Honduras that is verifying exactly what we were, we're being told, what we can do, you know, just as... You know, I was going to say, you know, as reporters, and then I was going to say, no, we're not really reporters. And then thought of journalists because they're not really a journalist. But then I thought of Khashoggi. He's a he's a journalist with The Washington Post, you know. That's what everyone keeps saying. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I think columnist would be a more accurate. uh... Well, he wrote five, five, five columns for The Washington Post. That, of course, makes you a journalist. Does it? Hmm? Five. I mean, you've probably written five <laughs> columns that have uh, appeared in places like the Washington uh-huh. Post. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever. I, I, I did something for the Washington Post at one point too. Does yeah, am, am you're I a, a journalist. journalist now. You're a journalist. Okay. Journalists aren't doing their jobs. The news organizations don't want to tell you what's really going on, but this is what's really going on with that caravan. Um, we hope to have Mike Lee on before the end of the program today to talk a little bit about what they're doing about this in uh, Congress and the Senate and what the president can do uh, and how we can hold Mexico accountable uh, and these other countries accountable if they just pass their problem on to us. I feel for Honduras because these guys are the guys who are causing trouble in their own country. They're having to deal with these guys all the time. And our press is not duped by them. This is why it's hard to defend the press when they say, we're not an enemy of the people. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. You're not an enemy of the people, but you are definitely an enemy of the truth. And whether that is intentional or you are just unbelievably uh, lacking all curiosity all natural curiosity you just are unbelievable in how uh 
dead inside you are on trying to find anything other than what people are just telling you in the next cubicle, what you all just are agreeing on. Oh, look at this. Bombs come in. There's 10 of them. None of them have gone off. They're, they're, they're not even pipes. They're, they're PVC pipes. That defeats the reason of having a pipe bomb. You want the shrapnel of the metal of the pipe as it blows up. Well, yes, but they put glass inside. A gla- Glass is not the same as ball bearing. You put metal, not glass. You put metal in these things. Plus, the wires are on the outside, and they go to a timer. A timer? Why would you have a timer for something you have delivered through the mail? You expect somebody to open it up and then like, hmm, I guess I should set this for two minutes. That doesn't make any sense. It kind of seems like that's what happened with... um with the George Soros one. Someone else picked it up from his mailbox, opened it up, saw that it was some device, walked it over to the woods and put it down, then called the police, and the police came and blew, blew it, it up. up, right? But, I mean, that's like, if this was a, a bomb tr- that was supposed to be triggered by it being opened, it doesn't seem that to be that. There's a timer on it. You think it's a it's a time bomb, but you don't send a time bomb through the mail. No, I, you it's don't a, send it. It's, it's a ridiculous Very thing. strange. Ridiculous. Uh, let me go to Kim in Virginia, who's a U.S. mail carrier. Uh, hello, Kim. Hey, Glenn. I'm actually from outside of Charlottesville. <laughs> oh, Oh, what a hateful you place! Racist. Even those. Yeah, the most liberal city I've ever I've ever been in. Yeah, well, I, I just want to point out that the guys who organized that in Charlottesville were from Florida. So, just <laughs> yeah, oh, well, I took my family. I took my family to both protests, not because we wanted to be in part, but I wanted my kids to see it. Because I'm like, you're not going to learn history unless we go to these places. So. Wow! 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 Well, anyway, so we're going to watch from the from the anyway. Yeah, I'm a mail carrier. Been about three years. Um, I'm not buying that it's being shipped through the mail. They're being sent through the mail at all. Um, it's about three fifty to send a first class parcel. Um, I heard someone in the news yesterday saying something about they're having like excessive postage and all this on it. Well, the forever stamps, you know, it's good for whatever you know the price of the stamp goes up to. Um, we've got six stamps. That's not even three fifty. Um, there's no cancellation marks, so there's no way it went through a processing plant and it could not have gone over, over the counter because the clerks would have picked up on that. If I'm delivering mail and I come across something like that, I don't deliver it because it has not been processed. I take it back, question it, you know, anything, a letter, anything. So that, that to me is like all these red flags of like, what, how, how are they getting delivered? Because it's not through the Postal Service. Well, the, the one that I saw the picture of, I shouldn't say all of them. Yeah, well, there was one today that was found in the uh, postal office in Delaware, I think. There's another yeah, one. I heard you say that. Yeah. yeah. So. But I, 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 I wondered the same thing. I, I looked for the cancellation and I didn't see mm-hmm. the cancellation. There's another mm-hmm. one that was supposedly delivered by courier. Which uh, would be completely separate uh, from the U.S. Postal separate. Service. Yeah, yeah, because the Postal Service, we're pretty, you know, we're, we're you know, we're, we're shown, you know, tall, you know, okay, you know, anything. And like I say, even a letter with no cancellation marks, we don't deliver it. It gets sent back. It gets, you know, returned to sender. It's just, it, we, we don't pretty much let the clerks to do what they're going to do with it. So. Let me ask you this. If you got a piece of uh, a package in the mail uh, and it said it came from Glenn Beck and it had a signed book in it, would you open it or would you just immediately throw it away? <laughs> Had a what? If it had a signed book from Glenn Beck uh, in, in oh, the mail. Oh, well, I would, I, I, would, I would open it. Oh, wow. All right. Well, then I'm going to make one. I'm going to make one for you. To Kim, I'm going to make this an, an Acme book. <laughs> there you go. 
Uh, thanks, thanks a lot, again. Kim. I appreciate it. Your copy of Addicted to Outrage is on the way. That's uh, that's cool. I mean, it's it seems consistent with what I've heard from people who who do this for a living. None of this checks out. Doesn't make any sense. Nope. All right, let me tell you about Casper, Casper mattress. If you are if you are looking for a great night's sleep, if you're looking for a new mattress, you owe it to yourself to just try it. Now, here's the way a Casper mattress works. You don't go to a um, you don't go to a mattress store. Because at the mattress store, you're just going back and forth and flopping on a bunch of mattresses, and you're not going to tell anything, because it takes a few days before you before you really your body can adjust to the bed, to say no, this is not right for me. It's too soft. It's too hard. It's whatever. Um, so that's why Casper delivers it to your house. So you just call or you go to Casper.com. Use the promo code Beck. They'll send you the mattress of your choice. Um, in fact, right now, uh, you can, I think it's $50 off if you use the promo code Beck, um, and it goes to the purchase of your mattress. You try it for a hundred nights in that hundred nights, you know, you'll know next, the next two weeks, if you don't like it, you call them, they come and pick it up. You don't have to worry about doing anything. They do all of the work and they refund every penny. You want a great mattress with a great night's sleep. You owe it to your body. You owe it to yourself to try Casper. Go to Casper.com. Use the promo code BECK. Welcome to the uh, program. Glad you're here. Um, we are still where people are still out uh, with Mercury One at the hurricane in uh, in Florida. And we really could use your help. Um, uh, you can make a donation for hurricane relief at mercuryone.org. But also, this time of the year, we always have a our major fundraiser, and it's a ball and a raffle. And you're welcome to come to the ball. It's a lot of fun happening, uh, what, I think November 17th. You can check it out at uh, mercuryone.org slash m1ball. Um, and also, we are giving away a brand-new Mercedes. And the raffle ticket, I think, is 100 bucks. And all of the proceeds go to pay for all of the things that are required, all the attorneys and everything else to keep Mercury One's doors open. That way we are giving you something of value, a chance to win a brand new Mercedes. And this guarantees that we can say when there is a disaster, every penny goes to that particular disaster or whatever. Um, and I don't know of any other group that does that. 100% of our proceeds when we are raising money for a charity go to that charity. 100%. This is how we do that by doing a ball. If we want the government to do less, we as individuals have to do more. And Mercury One has done a remarkable job. Uh, we are out. We're one of the first at almost all of the uh, disasters. Uh, and with our partners, we're making a huge difference because of you. Please go to mercuryone.org uh, and look for the raffle tickets. You could drive away with a brand new Mercedes. You don't have to be present to win. Uh, or you can also buy tickets to come to the ball. Tanya and I are going to be hosting it. Everybody is going to be there. We'd love to see you. Uh, that is happening in November. Find out all of the information and help us help our fellow citizens mercuryone.org 
Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour, on tour this fall. Glenn Beck. You would think that this would be the moment for Michael Moore, wouldn't you? Every utopian dream that he had is starting to come true. Americans are socialist. Social Democrats are starting to take the mask off and say, yes, capitalism is dead. We need a new system. So why is Michael Moore invisible? Why isn't this Michael Moore's moment in the sunlight? With us is Kyle Smith, who has an interesting take on this. And I hadn't thought about it this way, but I, th- I think he's right. This is uh, He's from National Review, and he wrote this in the New York Post as well. Kyle, welcome to the program. Hi, Kyle. Hey. Thanks for having me. So, so, so where is Michael Moore now? Because his movie was a huge flop. Uh, he's, he's just nowhere to be found. He's totally irrelevant. Uh you may remember uh, Fahrenheit 9-11 was a very big deal in 2004. It broke all box office records mm-hmm. for a documentary. Made $120 million, made mm-hmm. more money than Anchorman, which I think came out the same day or the same month. Uh, wow. He was a hugely important cultural figure back then. And this movie, uh, slamming Bush on his strongest grounds, uh, it, there's some evidence that it may have helped turn around the presidential race because Bush was way ahead at that point. Kerry started to sneak ahead around the time this movie came out. He really succeeded in throwing a lot of mud on, on George W. Bush and made the, the presidential race closer than it would have been. Fahrenheit 11.9, he tries to do the same thing with Trump. No one's buying it. No one's going to see it. It was released on 1,700 screens a few weeks ago, which is a ton of screens for a documentary. It costs many millions of dollars to do that because you have to... Uh, give the theater owners assurances that you'll cover their their overhead, their electricity bills, and things like that. Um, it sold about 40, 45 tickets a night. It's first night in theaters, and it's just sort of plummeted from then. Uh, you have to assume most of his fans are in places like New York and Beverly Hills, so that means uh, in the heartland, basically totally empty theaters showing this movie. And so far it's grossed uh, just over $6 million dollars which for a wide release is very, very little. His fans will say that's a lot for a documentary, but documentaries typically come out in a few theaters and they platform and they build from there. That way they don't lose that much money. But you lose a lot of money if you put a movie out in 1,700 theaters and nobody goes to see it. So what's your theory? Well, when he started his shtick uh, back in with Roger and Me, which was a movie about him attacking the chairman of General Motors, uh, he's starting to get an interview with him and sort of savaging him for various reasons. Uh, back then, it was a, a sort of a unique combination of left-wing and comedy, right? And then he moved on to Bowling for Columbine, which is sort of a serious movie, sort of a comedy. It wound up making the totally crazy case that the Columbine murder should be blamed on the military-industrial complex. Because he found there's a direct TV satellite factory sort of nearby. <laughs> sort of military-industrial. Um that kind of like way left rhetoric was rare back then and hardly anyone was combining it with comedy. But now you, uh, you can say that the Daily Show were very much uh, inspired by this kind of comedy. And all the other late night comics, people like Jimmy Kimmel, who, we, who used to do the man show and used to be totally apolitical, even they are uh, doing political comedy. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel's got this comic who works for him. He sends him to do these kind of Michael Moore like stunts where he like, 
uh, talks to Trump supporters and things like that, kind of thing Michael Moore used to do. Michael Moore used to be the only one doing this. Now other people are doing it, and they're a lot more talented than he is. Than he is. Stephen Colbert does very left-wing, uh, pulling Mexican minds comedy. Uh, it, it's everywhere you look, and, and these people have talented staffs of comedy writers doing their jokes for him, whereas Michael Moore is, you know, he was funny for a polemicist at the time, but he's, he's not really funny enough to be a stand-up comedian, as we, as we saw in his basically stand-up comedy show, uh, Michael Moore in Trump Land, which came out in 2016. Uh, right during the, the weeks before the election, he's hoping to sway the election to Hillary. When when you say w- when you say like we saw, um, <laughs> I don't think you're. Yes. You should be careful with the use of "we" because I don't think the I don't think I could find two people. Maybe you, and I don't know who else in this audience might have seen that. Yeah, I think they dressed like a million bucks. I mean, his, his, all his movies have flopped in the past few years, and they've, they've gone worse and worse. Sicko did okay about 12 years ago, his movie about uh, health insurance, in which he claimed that the Cuban healthcare system was better than the U.S. healthcare system. Uh, his sort of insane rants are no longer that rare. You can find them everywhere. And basically, I think the youth audience that used to go to his movies, I remember going for Columbine, get a lot of uh, young people in their 20s are really excited about that movie. Uh, they forgot about it. They, they moved on to Jimmy Kimmel and Colbert and uh, The Daily Show and all these other alternate forms of comedy. And, uh, you know, Michael Moore is, he's, he's not really funny enough to be a comic. And <laughs> so, end, okay, so, just, so are you saying that it's just that he's not funny or that uh, is there anything to be said for uh, the fact that uh, this this kind of stuff uh, you know, you can get the actual people, you get the people in office now saying these crazy things. So he's not, he's not the rebel anymore. It's not, right. this is not, you know, he was revolutionary and we're a rebels, you know, alliance and we all got to, you know, we're all in it together. Well, now you've got Nancy Pelosi saying all the same stuff that he was saying. Right. There's no scarcity value to what he does anymore. Everyone's doing it. Uh, there's a kind of pathetic moment at the end of Fahrenheit 11.9 where he does this Hitler montage and he's trying to say Trump is like Hitler. He's like inter- interplaying the speeches of Trump and Hitler. Mm. But guess what? Everyone's been saying Trump is like Hitler on the left for about three years. He's, he's like he's the last one to this Trump is Hitler party. It's so boring. It's so been done to death. I think it's an amazing observation of just where the culture has gone. Because we have, at that point, it was a big deal when someone came out and essentially advocated for socialism in America. I mean, even we talked about with Bernie Sanders in 2013 coming out with Medicare for All. He got no co-sponsors on that bill in 2013. Now every major Democratic candidate is pitching for that policy. And they're not just talking about socialism. You know, there's there's a problem in America where we look at Canada and say that's a socialized nation. No, it's not. That's a capitalist nation that has socialized medicine and has other things. All sorts that, of welfare state. Yeah, has, yeah, has welfare state. That's not a socialist nation. And they're now on the left pointing that out, that we're calling for an end of capitalism. I mean, we've gone we've gone further than just saying, yeah, we're you know, we're socialists like Canadians. No, no. They're now saying, no, we want an end to capitalism and they're still getting elected. Really yeah, Michael Moore's been uh, been the leader of that parade for a while, but now he's kind of in back of it. He's it's got, it's kind of gotten ahead of him. He closed his movie uh, Capitalism Love Story with 
the communist uh, anthem that used to be the Soviet national anthem. And, and that, that kind of thing is just not that special anymore because the whole Democratic Party has gone so far left. So what does that say to you? Does that say, does that say we're in a lot more trouble than people might think? What does it say to you that this isn't shocking yeah. at all? I think the Democratic Party is not doing themselves any favor by, by moving way to the left of Obama. Obama at the time was seemed like daringly far left, but that's that's about as far left as they really should dare to go. They really should stay out of all this transgender stuff. They should really stay out of this open borders stuff. They should stay away from uh, abolish ICE. They should stay away from Medicare for all. All, all the stuff that they're doing is not helping them at the polls. And uh, the Republican Party, as a result, is, is in its strongest position since the 1920s. Which is astounding, yeah. which is astounding for the opposition that it has had um, and the 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 flaws uh, that it has had as well. It's it's amazing that it is this strong. Uh, and that's only because I think of the Democrats moving so far left. I agree, Kyle. Thank you so much, Kyle Smith, uh, critic at large for National Review. So, yesterday, I'm listening to President Trump, who's got another one of these, uh, you know, rallies, and he's talking, and um, and and I'm I'm hearing the reporter this morning talk about it, and how out of touch he is, and I thought to myself, you know. One of us is deeply, deeply mistaken because he was saying, you know, this is this is this election is about Kavanaugh. This election is about the caravan. This election is about um, uh, shutting people up. This election is about tax cuts. And I thought, yeah, that's that's really what this is about. That's what this is about. And they, of course, are saying, you know, those are just dog whistles, et cetera, et cetera. If, if you think that the caravan is not something you should worry about, what's wrong with you? If you're not worried about the economy and the effects of the budget and tax cuts, uh, what's wrong with you? You just don't see it? Or are you, is your philosophy so upside down from traditional American uh, economics and philosophies that we are now on the other side of the fence from from one another. And I I think when it comes to the politicians, that's what it is. They are on the other side of the fence and they just don't think this way anymore. Now, Donald Trump has said, if we lose the House, God forbid the House and the Senate, but if we lose the House, it's going to be a different world. And I think he's right. Goldline has just put together a report on what to expect if there is a Democratic victory. And you can get the report for free. All you have to do is call them. I have read the report. Um, I'm sharing it with people. You should share it with people. It is a good distilled look at what we're facing. And it's not good. And I'm not saying this because, uh, you know, an election I'm saying this because you should be prepared on what could be coming our way. Call them. Not asking you to buy anything from them. It's all free. Just call them. Get your report on what the next 12 to 24 months look like in this new report from Goldline at 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com.
history repeats itself. And I don't know who is responsible yet for these pipe bombs, but it is it's unusual that none of them went off. Highly unusual. Uh, it is highly unusual that they were made with PVC pipe. It shows that they were made by either a moron or somebody who didn't want to do a lot of damage because the PVC pipe will be obliterated. You want the pipe. It's the shrapnel that uh, is important for the pipe. Uh, they also didn't put ball bearings or anything else in it. They put glass, which was, again, not as effective um, if you're making a, a pipe bomb. They also had a cheap timer uh, wired to it. Why would you put a timer on something that is going through the mail? Uh, the wires were on the outside. What, what, it just doesn't make any sense. This just doesn't make any sense if you wanted to kill people. It also had a a, uh, a right-wing meme on it. Uh, had uh, the Arabic flag or the ISIS flag, and underneath it, it just said, get her done. Why would you put that on a pipe bomb? And how come none of them went off? Because they're not hard to do. This has happened before. In fact, it was, it was really quite bad in 1919. May Day, 1919. Uh, anarchists and communists decided that they were going to target um, people that were in the FBI, the Justice uh, Department, newspaper editors, the mayor of Seattle, who was anti-union at the time. Imagine that. Business people, senator of Georgia received one of these bombs. His housekeeper picked it up when she tried to open the mail. She opened it, blew her hands off. The senator's wife lost teeth. Her face was horribly scarred from the fire. It was horrible, horrible. Twelve bombs went off. Twelve bombs went off. 17 were in the mail that they caught before they were delivered. So this has happened before. Later, the next month, June, eight bombs were set around the, the country in major cities. Did massive damage. These were all to protest the anti-immigration rules that had been put in. They were saying, let's slow down on some of the immigrants coming in because we have to know if they're good guys or bad guys because we're bringing in a lot of people that believe in socialism and communism and they believe in revolution and we know what happened in Russia. We can't have those people come in here. And that's why the communists, the immigrants in this particular case, were bombing. When the bombs went off, it's, it's interesting that everything, there was a note came with all of these bombs. See if this sounds familiar. It says war. Yes, class war. Because you were the first to wage it under the cover of the powerful institutions you call order. And in the darkness of your laws. Is that something that could be written by the left today? It didn't just happen once. 
the next year, September 16th, 1920, the Wall Street bombing, 143 people were seriously injured, 38 were dead. Think of the impact at that time. 143 seriously injured, 38 dead. This leads me to if I'm ever in New York and people are have not been to New York, there's a few places I like to take them. And one place I always take them is 23 Wall Street. Across the street is where George Washington gave his first inaugural address. Across the street in the other direction is Wall Street, the New York Stock Exchange. You know where that is. Then there's the building. It's called The Corner. And it's a building, if I showed it to you, you would recognize it. You've seen it a million times. It was built in 1913 by uh, J.P. Morgan. It was the Morgan House, if you will. His office was in there. One of the bombs went off right next to that building. But Morgan had built this classical building so deep and so thick that it didn't penetrate anything. 38 people killed, 143 severely injured. The bomb went off just off of the sidewalk, and it didn't affect his building. Except there are pockmarks from the shrapnel in the building. Look it up, 23 Wall Street. You'll see the shrapnel on the side of that building, the pockmarks. And Morgan said, we're not going to repair it. Leave it there as a symbol that no one scares us. No one is going to push us into revolution. No one is going to scare us. Leave it there. Don't try to hide or cover up those pockmarks. Now, I don't know how many people in the media today even know that story. I can guarantee you nobody is telling you that story. They're saying this is unprecedented and it has to be the right. Historically speaking, it's almost always the left. Now, this might be the right. This might be actually Republican because Republicans are known for not getting anything done. Uh, And so this guy built these bombs and built them in such a way that they were never going to explode. I don't know who built these bombs. Could be somebody from the left, could be somebody from the right. But it's unusual that you could build this, these, this number of bombs and none of them went off. Remember, 1919, 12 bombs were delivered, 12 bombs went off, 17 were not delivered. 17 were stopped before they could go off. This time, not a single bomb went off. We're dealing with somebody who has not just a lack of sophistication, but is completely incompetent and maybe crazy, and I thank God for that. No one was hurt or injured. But there is the other possibility that this is meant to look like a bomb, but not act like a bomb. What do you say we actually do the investigation 
and see who really did it. Then we can point fingers. The uh, migrant caravan is coming our way. The migrant caravan. That's not what this is. If anything, this is a humanitarian crisis because these people are being used. They're being used by political operatives in Honduras. Mike Lee, a senator who is always standing guard by our Constitution, welcome to the program, sir. How are you? Doing great. Thank you very much, Glenn. So you um, uh, you wrote to me last night, and I'm not smart enough to understand it. Uh, you said there is a there is a procedure that you're pushing for um, to hold these countries responsible and get them involved in stopping it. Can you explain? Sure. What happened was that uh, Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley and I uh, sent a letter to the heads of the Department of Homeland Security and the Department of State, suggesting that they work out an agreement with Mexico. Uh, whereby uh, uh, Mexico would require people who enter Mexico, let's say from Honduras or from El Salvador or from uh, any of these other countries in Central America where a lot of these people are coming from, with the intent of claiming asylum, they would have to claim asylum in Mexico rather than in the United States. Now, this would be similar to an agreement that we already have in place with Canada and a rule imposed by the EU for refugees arriving in EU countries from Syria. In other words, when people are fleeing a a country that's dangerous to them, that is particularly hostile toward them for some particular reason, such that they have an asylum claim, they ought to apply for asylum in the first country they reach that could be potentially safe. Here, that should be Mexico. Isn't that normally what happens? I mean, I thought that when you wanted asylum... I thought, I, personally, I think the United States government should be running ads. Do not come to America with your family because you will be turned away. If you're in danger, come to the closest U.S. embassy and apply for asylum. I, I mean, why aren't we? I thought that was what we always do. Yeah, it should be more like that. And that's not really how it works. And uh, nor, nor do these people end up applying for asylum with Mexico. They're sort of going for the long bomb Hail Mary pass and trying to uh, make it all the way to the United States. But this journey is itself dangerous. This journey is itself um, ripe with opportunities for people to be exploited. Uh, it, it's an exceptionally dangerous journey for many people, especially for children and for young women, uh, many of whom are sexually assaulted during the journey. Uh-huh. And a lot of the people claiming asylum turn out not to be able to make the case that they're even eligible for asylum. But once they're in the United States, it makes it much more difficult to get them back. And we think that the asylum application, if they're coming by land through Mexico, ought to be made to Mexico as they enter Mexico. I talked to uh, Greg Abbott the other day, and he said that he thought Mexico was working on something with the U.N. to put some sort of a camp there in Mexico for these refugees. Have you heard anything about that? I have not, but I don't think that sounds like uh, a, a great idea. I think that could become a, another potential magnet I agree. For, for bringing people here. 
um, if the idea is to facilitate that journey, specifically the journey from somewhere else in Central America to the United States, that could become more of a problem. Again, you, you nailed it, Glenn, a few minutes ago in saying that the humanitarian crisis that we ought to be focusing on here really is the crisis with the refugees themselves, having to make this long, dangerous journey, and then knowing that when they get here, the odds are pretty high that they're not going to be deemed eligible for asylum in any event. That just creates a whole lot of headaches for them in the process. So, Mike, I got a I got an um, an email in yesterday from a listener in Honduras, a Honduras resident and a, a born and raised native uh, in Honduras. Said I've been following the news uh, on the caravan here locally. Uh, been also a fan of your show. Watch your show, and I have to applaud you and your intel. Um, the origins of this migrant march, this all erupted in, in 2009 when the president of Honduras, Manuel, uh, Manuel uh, Zelaya, a lackey of Hugo Chavez and Fidel Castro, was ousted constitutionally by the other two branches of government. Ever since then, we Hondurans have lived in chaos. Many of the things uh, have been tried by Zelaya and his Partido Libre, which translates to Freedom Party, to destabilize our country. This latest stunt of Zelaya blames America and has made America is now reaping what it's sown type statements. He says that America must take in the migrants because America has supported the current administration that he claims has caused all the misery that we Hondurans are living through. Sadly, the migrants have been lied to and have been told that America must accept them. In one news report, a lady was interviewed uh, and she told the Honduran reporter that they were promised buses to travel on once they got to Guatemala, but there were no buses waiting for them. Some of the migrants have returned home. One 22-year-old man died in Mexico for reasons unknown as of yet. What's really sad and frustrating is many of these migrants have been uh, told that they will get in and they'll have jobs waiting for them when they arrive in America. Therefore, many are good with hopes of a better life. But this is the type of situation that these criminals uh, who are the originators of this march will take advantage of. Somebody's messing with them. And we have to remember that most members of the caravan were ineligible for asylum. Earlier this year, the Department of Justice clarified that you cannot claim asylum simply because your home country is unsafe. By definition, by law, asylees face individual and particularized danger in their home countries. And because there's no legal basis for the vast majority of those in the caravan to remain in the United States... Uh, we end up doing what we can what we can to prevent people from making the journey at all. Uh, but this this statement you just read is part of this uh, narrative, this false rhetoric that is perpetuating the problem. And I think it needs to be called out as such. Just because they have a country that is a mess, that a, a government that has made life unpleasant for everyone there, does not mean that any particular person necessarily has a valid claim for asylum in the united states mike have you heard uh, have you heard anything talking to senator mike lee have you heard anything about what mike pence revealed i think it was not yesterday day before um on uh, that venezuela is behind the funding of of this um i had not heard that but uh we're hearing all the time different theories about who might be funding it 
that is interesting. It's an interesting theory that Venezuela might be doing it because Venezuela is broke. Venezuela is perhaps uh, as broke as any country in the region right now. And so that would really be something if they were doing it. What do we do if they make it to the border, Mike? I mean, the, well, the, the Univision, I think it's Univision, is reporting that that number is now 14,000. I think that's hard to believe. But, you know, you even have 5,000 people at the border. What do we do? It's um, difficult to say. I hope and pray that it doesn't come to that. Because, first of all, think about what that would do to our already overwhelmed immigration courts. Our immigration courts are nowhere near being ready to handle that kind of volume. They're nowhere near ready to be handling the kind of volume that they've already got. Uh, and so I, I suspect that we will need to um, bring out a whole lot of additional human resources, let's just say, in order to make sure that our border isn't completely overrun and that it doesn't just become a free-for-all for people to enter the country unlawfully. We have no idea, no ability to control who comes in once there's um, uh, that kind of stampede coming in all at once. So uh, we've got to protect our border. Senator Mike Lee, last questions. Any any comments on um, the the multiple pipe bombs that were delivered? Uh, it's tragic. It's frightening. I condemn anyone who... Uh, who did it, and I condemn anyone who says anything uh, to applaud or encourage or support that kind of action. Uh, This is um, not something we can tolerate in American political discourse. And I look forward to the day when we find the perpetrators responsible, and I think they should be punished to the maximum extent possible under the law. You would classify them, uh, let me rephrase that, I would classify whoever did this as terrorists. Would you classify them as terrorists? Without question. Without question. And they need to be punished as such. Okay. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. Uh, Senator Mike Lee, author of Written Out of History, a great book. Uh, if you are looking to learn about the great people in our, uh, in our country that have passed, the people who have been written out of history. It's a book that is out now. Senator Mike Lee, always great to talk to you, sir. Thank you. We should point out, too, that uh, breaking news that uh, Jim Mattis is expected to approve a request for 800 U.S. troops to travel to the U.S.-Mexico border to provide logistical support for border agents uh, as the uh, caravan approaches. And that is uh, just happening now. We expect that to come down at least later on today. 800 troops? You think that's... Oh, it's the first... Yeah, it's the first wave. That was what the Department of Homeland Security Asked for. requested. Okay, yes. good, good. All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about Liberty Safe. Um, I was um, uh, watching a video sent to me by a friend last night of a good friend of mine, in fact, a guy I just adore, um, who was really, truly an amazing mentor of mine, Michael O'Shea. When I was a kid, um, he owns a group of uh, stations now in Santa Rosa, California. And there's this documentary that they, they made. And, you know, the fire started at like 11 o'clock at night. By 3 o'clock in the morning, everything was on fire. I mean, it's when you watch this, it's we're not getting a sense outside of California, you're not really getting a sense of how destructive and how fast this mm-hmm. thing was spreading. 
um, and um, they showed the f- footage from inside one of the fire trucks that were called from the outside, and they weren't familiar with the area. And um, they said as they were pulling into this area, which was supposed supposed to be safe, when they left the firehouse, they said, go meet us here. When they got there, it was at a Kmart. It was the whole Kmart was on fire. Everything was burned down. So they started driving away looking for a safe place like 30, 40 minutes into it. They're looking in this in the dark and they're seeing for miles what they think are fields that have little fires burning around. Mm -hmm. Then they realize that was a those were homes. Oh, my gosh. They were home complexes and they've been burnt entirely to the ground. And those little fires are just what's still left burning. It's incredible. Mm. Um, the things that you you see, what was amazing to me is, again, if you um, if you have any valuables, I'm a fan of Liberty Safe. And here's one of the reasons F- fire destroys everything. And if you have a safe and it's not a fire rated safe, it's three thousand degrees fires of your house 3000 degrees your car when that when you're if your car is parked in the garage the the aluminum wheels melt <laughs> the aluminum is running down uh like it was water it's crazy liberty safe fire rated you can trust it in a hurricane. You can trust it in a flood. You can trust that when you open it up, and we've seen this in California, there's nothing left in these homes except a chimney and the Liberty Safe. And they open it up, and the things are fine. It's really remarkable. So no matter what you're protecting, Liberty Safe. Right now they're having a uh, Franklin Stein event. Franklin is one of their biggest, their customer favorites. Uh, it's, I think that's what I have is a Franklin. They're really great uh, safes. You can also look at their exclusive Reaper series safes. It's all happening right now. Whether you have jewelry, cash, documents, guns, prescription medication, whatever it is, become a Liberty Safe owner. Best built safe on the planet, bar none. It is Liberty Safe. Check out their special deals at LibertySafe.com. That's LibertySafe.com. Welcome to the uh, program. Um, I just want you to know if you're if you're in Oak Park, Michigan, remember no clowns allowed for Halloween. All clowns will be arrested. Again, all clowns will be arrested. Wish it wasn't uh, just for Halloween. Wish it wasn't just for Oak Park. I do believe that's good general policy, good rule of thumb. I'd I'd vote for somebody who is running for president who said, my policy, my slogan, all clowns will be arrested. Um, Why why are they arresting the clowns? (laughs) Well, they're they're arresting uh, the the clowns um, because they say they're too scary. City officials have said clowns are too scary. Um, and, uh, so you can come as, as, as a zombie or a goblin or a vampire, but you cannot be a clown. Clown costumes are not allowed. The event is centered around young children. In the past few years, many clown costumes have been uh, very scary and have been given an evil look and, uh, no clowns again, no clowns. Remember was it the clown scare a couple of years ago? 
Yeah. Do you remember this? Yeah. Like the a story we all were supposed to care about for two weeks when yeah. people, there would just be like mysterious clowns popping up everywhere. Mm-hmm. And of course, when you looked at it, there were, there's like no actual incidents of this occurring. Right. <laughs> it's like the shark attack story every year where. Well, shark attacks are, they're bigger than ever been before. Yeah. You get Sharks that. there on the rock. Every two or three rest. years, it's shark summer. Yeah. Where kids are being eaten constantly in the water. Right. And then you find out, well, actually, no. numbers are down yeah. yet again. Uh, yeah. No. It, it, it is amazing how we just jump onto these stories yeah. like this. I really, tomorrow, if we can, I really want David Galertner on the uh, program. Uh, he is, he is just fantastic on the real reason why liberals hate Donald Trump. Uh, what's the real reason of birtherism? Uh, it's, he's just tremendous. And Slate sent somebody out to take him apart, and he's just wicked smart, and uh, they lost. Uh, <laughs> I hope to have him on tomorrow's broadcast. Glenn Beck, Mercury. Mercury.